0: Hello and welcome back to Battle Plan, a podcast focused on spiritual warfare. I am Steve Hempel, and Battle Plan is an ongoing discussion of how we put our faith into action. Our website is active-faith.org. My email is stevehempel1 at me.com. I'd love to hear from you. Last time we asked the question: Can a violent dream hurt a real person in real life? Today we ask another Interesting question. Is Pokemon safe for Christian kids? Let me start with Philippians 4, 8 in LT. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. That's a good backdrop verse for the question. Is Pokemon safe for Christian kids? There's a blog by Erica Dawson that discussed this, and I'm pulling some of my information from her and from a book I'll share at the end. Um, And let me start out by saying there's no condemnation in this post. If you hear this post and disagree with it, uh, this this episode and disagree with it, uh, that's fine. Make a decision for your family. Um, Let each one be convinced in his own mind. The Roman verse comes to mind. But uh, I wanted to not condemn others, but offer a warning about this to others. And I'm not writing it as a scare tactic or to place a yoke of slavery on anyone. You need to follow the guidance of the Holy Spirit in your family and in your life. But many need to know this reality, even if they don't want to hear it. And what you do with this information is up to you. We don't need to be afraid. We need to be aware. Um, This this blogger, Dawson, mentioned that they uh, had connections to the Amazon rainforest. Her father-in-law was born and raised there. And this is her true story of what happened. And it involves a chief there named Chief Shoefoot, S-H-O-E-F-O-O-T. Um, Bautista was his name. He's a chief shoefoot. And um, Bautista was an ex witch doctor before he became a Christian. And although he was still a young man when when uh, uh, he became a notable witch doctor, he was he was already considered uh, kind of famous in the area. He attained the highest level uh, of that profession of witch doctor. Uh, and I can't pronounce it right, but Ijluwaliwa—I'm sure I said that wrong. It, it translates into the the name "child eater," because he could he could attack other villages in the spirit. We call that astral projection in the occultic world. He could attack other villages in the spirit world and steal the souls of children there. And in real life, the children would literally die. Now, these souls were given to cannibal spirits that he represented and worked for, and they were literally accomplices in this um, continual murder that he was involved in. By his own admission, he was being overwhelmed by the bondage he was under even before he heard about the gospel. So once he understood that Jesus Christ was the only way to be free from the bondage of the demonic that he was under, he accepted Christ's claim on his life, and and became a Christian, and his life has never been the same, and um, this family had been in the jungle a long time, this Dawson family's uh, relatives there, missionaries there, and there wasn't a lot of mail from home, but one day, a plane arrived and brought a package, and enclosed in the package, among other things, was a book, and it was a book on the Pokemon cartoon characters. Uh, There was also a letter with it, and it asked them, you know, would you please ask Bautista about these Pokemon characters in this book? Each page in the book, uh, toy, game, uh, each page had a different uh, Pokemon monster, and it described the characteristics of of each Pokemon monster. By the way, Pokemon stands for pocket monster, uh, demon, or pocket monster. Interesting, isn't it? So they wanted Bautista to look at it and see if he agreed or recognized or or connected with this. Maybe could could you ask him if this is real? So Bautista was brought in and they opened the book randomly and just showed Bautista a picture, one of the pages that had a certain Pokemon monster name and the description. And just asked him, you know, Bautista, what do you think of this? He looked at it and said, oh, I know this. I know this demon. He said, this is a nasty little demon. It's always underfoot. It bites, it scratches, it screeches, and that kind of thing. And they looked at the page on the list of attributes and it said, bites, scratches, screeches, claws. And it was as if, it was as if, as if Bautista could read, but he couldn't read English. And immediately this made a believer out of this family. In fact, um, they thought, well, maybe first guess was lucky, so they flipped to a different page, another picture, and asked him about that one, and he knew that one, too, and described the attributes before he could, well, they even read it out loud. He did it repeatedly. Now, there were some in the book of Pokemon that he didn't recognize, but many he did, and he even, they asked him about that, and he said, well, you, you, everybody can't know all of them. It's impossible for one person to know all these. There, There's so many. So, Next thing you know, they're they're sharing this with their youngest son in this family, and he did happen to like Pokemon uh, cartoons and games and such. And the the aunt from the U.S. had sent him a VHS tape, uh, which were used back then, and uh, it was Pokemon cartoons. And then when he came downstairs and heard this conversation, and heard Bautista uh, go through the book and explain each of the pictures. He was immediately made a believer, and he went back upstairs, came back down with all his prized VCR collection and uh, Pokemon stuff, and they burned it. And Bautista said, tell the people from your churches that if there are things that make them feel uncomfortable, it's probably not good. God's spirit will speak to, to you about what's right and what's wrong. So how should a Christian respond to Pokemon? Well, inform yourself, be aware, find out about the game, the cartoon, the, the paraphernalia, research the background of the creator, understand what the names mean, read other people's experiences, be discerning, ask questions. What's the game teach? Are, are supernatural powers involved? What's the source of the power? Uh, does it show a character and, and a good story or does it go up against the, the word of God? Does the game or toy have symbols or characters or other characteristics that link it to new age or occultic powers? What influence does the game exert? How does the child act or behave or respond or change after they've been involved with the game or the the thing? How, How do you and your child feel about it? Pray. Ask God to give you his mind on the matter and lead you. The Holy Spirit leads us into truth. And the question is, are we going to follow that lead? So maybe the better question, instead of how is a Christian supposed to respond to Pokemon, we should we should ask instead, how's the Holy Spirit leading me and my family in things like Pokemon? I used to think very little and no problem with the Harry Potter stuff. And then I discovered that the curses in Harry Potter, many of those are word for word, what there are in the satanic occultic churches, curses that they literally use and put on people. So there will be times when we're unaware of spiritual influences in, in something that seems innocent. And so we just need to be on guard and discerning. Yoga is another example that comes to mind. I did an episode on yoga yoga not, not too long ago. Be prayerful. Walk in the spirit. Listen to the prompting and conviction and the leading of the spirit. And so some may hear this story and, and afterward, you know, think about it and allow their kids to engage with the whole Pokemon thing. Uh, Others are going to say, we're not going to do that. Uh, The problem comes when we ignore it or just try to justify it and assume because we've always done it, it doesn't have any effect on us. Uh, We can't place our convictions or freedoms on anyone else, but follow God's lead in, in your family, in your life, with your kids, and ask God to lead you to truth because we're each responsible before God. If there's a book or movie or situation or a place causing you to feel uncomfortable, don't ignore it. Take time and pray about it. Ask God, read his word, ask for direction from the spirit to direct your thoughts. We, we have these eye gates and ear gates in our body. Uh, you can find more details about the uh, spirit of the rainforest, a book that talks about Bautista and his life. But let me just end by saying in, in light of today's thoughts, let me suggest part of your personal battle plan might be to pray and ask God if there's things that you or your kids are involved in or, or uh, pastimes you enjoy that might not have a good connection. Maybe you could just pray, Lord, guide my mind as we discern and learn what we should avoid and what we should follow and help us to um follow the leading and prompting of your spirit in our daily life, so the enemy can't sneak in the back door, so to speak. See you next time on Battle Plan. And we're going to discuss how do I pray for a non-Christian spouse? It'll be a fun time together. Hope to have you here with us. Let me just remind you to keep praying because prayer works. God loves you and I love you. Have a great day.